Okay, so for the second part of this shear, um, now that we've had the background for the idea of the, for the mitzvah of Zachar, we've gone through the makar for it, you know, how you do it exactly, who's chayiv in the mitzvah, etc. Obviously, there are a number of suggestions for what a person could do if they're in quarantine in order to fulfill the mitzvah that already emerged from, from the first part of what we discussed. But there's some things uh, head on that I'd like to discuss. Um, you know, for a person who, who can't make it to shul, there's a big, big question about whether it is a possible, whether it is acceptable to schlep around a Sefer Torah to make a minion for that person or to schlep around a Sefer Torah at all. I'm not suggesting this, that this is a good idea medically, but, but let's say it were possible that there was a community, uh, there was a community Sefer Torah available to be brought to your house or that somebody down the block had a Sefer Torah available. Is that better to schlep it over to your house? Do you need a minion? Do you not need a minion? Et cetera. Okay. So when it comes to this issue about schlepping around a Sefer Torah, the first thing that you have to know is that there's an Isra to schlep around a Sefer Torah. For starters, you find in the Zohar, in, in Parshas Vayichidab Chavhei, where the Zohar speaks very, very harshly about uh, people schlepping around a Sefer Torah. In fact, the Yaivetz, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, quotes that uh, Zohar, um, in, in the Marketia, and he's very, very mad about moving around Sefer Torah because of that. The Grah is uh, cited, uh, is referenced in Maiserav and in Oskov Chavtes, that he also, he had this, uh, he had this psak that the Kriya Torah with the Tzibur go to the Sefer Torah. The Sefer Torah does not get schlepped to the, to the Kriya Torah from one shul to another shul, etc. So, more than that is the Tzitzeliezer. The Tzitzeliezer, Waldenberg, was addressing the issue of what to do in the Koto Plaza. The Koto Plaza, there's all these minyanim all over the place. They don't keep Sefer Torah everywhere. You go to the place where, to the Aron that has a Sefer Torah by the furthest uh, northern part, and you take a Sefer Torah and you bring it to your minion. So he wasn't so happy about this um, because you're not allowed to schlep around Sefer Torah. And, and one of the things that he does, he points to the Gemara in Soto Daflamitesam Beis, where the Gemara is discussing the conduct that the Tzibur is supposed to have when the Sefer Torah is in Shul. And the Gemara references the Pasuk of Achrei Hashem Elokechem Talechu, you have to go after Hashem. And this is the basis that you don't, you go after Hashem, you go schlepping after the Torah. The Torah doesn't go schlepping to you. So, and also, is the Yushami, the Yushami in the seventh parak of Yuma, the Yushami in Parak Zion, the Halacha Aleph, discusses, that's the Mishnah, the opening Mishnah of that parak, discusses that when the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur finishes the Avoda, he has to lane. And the, the Mishnah says that there's a whole procession, that you, uh, there's a whole chain of people passing on the uh, Sefer Torah that they got from the basic Nessus. There was a basic Nessus right next door to on, uh, on Harabayis. Uh, Tiferes Yisrael says that it was on uh, by the eastern gate. There was a basic nessus over there. They would take the Sefer Torah and they would slap it over to the Ezra's Nashim, where the Kohen Gadol would be laning. And the Mishnah says that the Chaz and the Knesses would, give, would pass the Sefer Torah over to the Rosh Knesses. The Rosh Knesses would give it to the Skan, and the Skan would give it to the Kohen Gadol. So the Gemara asks, how could you possibly do this? Every time we always say that you're supposed to go schlepping yourself after the Torah. We don't schlep the Sefer Torah to you. How could they do this? So it seems pretty clear that you're not supposed to go schlepping the Sefer Torah around. On the other hand, there are a few Gemaras where we see the opposite. For example, the Gemara Sanhedrin Chava Alpha Mabes. We know that the Torah requires a king to write a Sefer Torah and that he has to keep it with him always. The mission over there, Achava Mabes, says that he, no matter where he goes, he has to take it with him. 
Um, we know that the Gemara Yuma in the Babli says, and that when the Kohen Gadol finished his Kriya Torah, then all the Jews who were present on Yom Kippur would bring Sefer Torah from presumably their houses in order to bring it over to the Azara. How could they do that? How are they shopping around the Sefer Torah? It seems to be that it's okay from those Gemara's. So which one is it? So if you read in the continuation of that Yushami, that's the key, and it's the ambiguity over here, and the confusion in this Yushami that caused much spilled ink in the Rishonim and the Achronim and the Poskim. The Yushami says, to answer that question, how is it that we schlep the Sefer Torah over to the Kohen Gadol? How can we do that? I thought we always say that you schlep yourself over to the Sefer Torah. Allah, that because they are great people, they're big people, they're men of stature, the Torah is exalted, is uplifted through them. And so that's why it's okay. It's okay to stop the Sefer Torah with them because they are B'nai Adam Gedolim. That's what the Yishami says. So the Gemara in the Yishami goes on to say, I, but in Bavel, we know that they slept the Sefer Torah over to the Reish Galusa. The Reish Galusa might have been the head, he might have been the political leader of the Jews, but he wasn't an Adam Gadol, he wasn't uh, the like the Bnei Adam Gadol that we're talking about over here. How could they do that? So the Gemara says, no, don't worry about the Reish Galusa. The Reish Galusa was from Zerushal David. That was what they did. That was with their custom, apparently. That why that's why it was okay. But I guess under normal circumstances, circumstances then, someone you know of the same stature as Reish Galusa, it would not have been okay to shlep a sefer Torah to him. So, <coughs> but either way, you see that for Bnei Adam Gadolim. It's okay to shlep a Sefer Torah. The problem is the Haggadah Sashri. There's a Haggadah Sashri. Remember, the Haggadah Sashri is, um, is a Talmud of the Marama Rutenberg. And uh, he writes these Haggadahs, he writes these glosses on the Rosh's Psakim. Now, this is Rav, uh, this is Rav Yisrael of, of Krems. He, remember, we talked about him last time. He was the great grandfather of the Truma Sadesh and Rav Yisrael Isselin. So the Haggadah Sashri is writing these glosses on the Rush, and this is the Haggadah Sashri in the first parak of Brachas in Simon Zayin. What's going on over there in the Gemara? What's going on over there in the Pesachim? The Gemara's and Dav Zayin of Beis, Dav Chesmanal, are discussing the importance of davening with a tzibur. So the Haggadah Sashri discusses what about if you have a person who can't make it a shul? Should we get a minion to go to his house? So the Agos Hashri says, If you have a chola, if a person who is ill, if he's able to focus, then yeah, a minion should come to his house and they should daven with him. Says the Agos Hashri, If he is a person who is chashev, he's a person of stature, he's important, he's a person of stature in the city, we bring him a Sefer Torah in his house. They should read about Sarah with a minion. That daven with him. Okay. What's the problem with Agat Sashri? So the Agat Sashri actually is the way that a Rav paskened. There was a Rav that paskened that there was a uh, Gabra Rabba who came to town and he paskened. He wasn't, the fellow wasn't able to make it to Shul. So this Rav, his name was Ravava, um, it's Shalom. Um, he he paskened that it was okay to bring him in at his house, bring in Sefer Torah along with the Aaron, um, and, and diving over there. Maybe they were diving in Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, etc. So what was the problem? The problem was that he had Chaveirim who attacked him because of a Mordechai. There's a Mordechai in the first paragraph of Rosh Hashanah that quotes a tshuva about people who are in prison. And what do you do? Can you bring a Sefer Torah to people who are imprisoned? And now, 
which tshuva would you expect him to be quoting? What would you expect the Mordechai? Who do you expect the Mordechai to be quoting for a tshuva about people in prison if you're allowed to bring Shavit Torim? So, ironically or not ironically, he's quoting his Rebbe. He's quoting a tshuva from the Maharami Rutenberg. Now, I don't know if it's ironic or not ironic. Maybe the, the Maram Rutenberg was addressing a tshuva that was related to him or the Jews who were with him. But we know that the Maram Rutenberg was uh, held in prison for many years until he died. And he refused to let people ransom him because he thought it, was, it would send a vicious, uh, you know, a vicious trend in the Jewish community that people would just kidnap Gedoli Adar and, and, and ransom them off. So either way, in that Mordechai, the Mordechai in the first parak of Rosh Hashanah, in Simon Tavshin Yod, or in Os Tavshin Yod, the Mordechai says, I found in the Tshuva that if you have people who are held in, in prison, you do not bring a Sevator to them. How do I know this? What's the Tshuva basing this Psaq on? As we find in the Yushami. The Yushami says, you don't go schlepping around a Sevator to people. The Shami says, you're only bringing it to people who are B'nai Adam, Gedolim, that's the people who, uh, who you schlep it around to, that they are Gedolim B'Torah, those are, those are the people that you schlep around the Sefer Torah to, not to regular run-of-the-mill people. So because of this Mordechai, because of this Yushami, the Chaveim of this Rav attacked him, and they said, how could you pass in that for a regular, I mean, he's a guy of a rabbi, but you have to be a god of a Torah in order for you to be a, the type of person that we're willing to slap around and see for Torah. So now, this Shiloh comes to the Moran Padova's desk. The Moran Padova's is from Mayor Katzenel in Bogen. Katzenel in Bogen is just the town in Germany where he was born. He was, um, we, we're talking about right now, the very late 1400s, early uh, 1500s, um, the, the, the Maram the Maram Padua, he starts off in Katsanel Boga, that's where he's born. He goes to learn by Rabbi Yaakov Palak, and then who was in Prague, and then he goes to learn by Marie Mintz in Padua. Ultimately Marie Mintz actually had a had a daughter, had a granddaughter that he married. Either way, so that's he becomes the Maram Padua. So Rav Meir Katsanel Bogan or the Maram Padua is he receives this question. He said the from the Rav, the Rav says, I passed him that it was okay. To, to bring a Sefer Torah over there, to Shlaya, to, and to have a minion over there at this fellow's house, at this Gabra Rabbah's house, at this great person's house, but they attacked me from the Mordechai in, uh, in Rosh Hashanah. That it says that it has to be specifically people who are Gadol Torah. So the Maran Padua says, you're right. <coughs> this is a great question. On the one hand, we do have the Agosa Shri that seems to be in your favor. The Agosa Shri, we know, says that an Adam Chashiv, even for an Adam Chashiv, you can have an Adam Chashiv Iro is a person you can bring him in. But the fact of the matter is, is that even if the Agosa Shri does say that, the Ushami is against it. The, the Mordechai seems to be against it. So what's going on over here? Which one is it? What is considered to be an Adam Chashiv, a person of stature, that you're allowed to slip around the Sefer Torah to his house in order to make a minute to learn from? So the Maran Padua explains, and what emerges from the Maran, from the Maran Padua is the following two major issues. First of all, he says that the version of the Mordechai um, is the correct version of the Yushami. It was the one that he prefers, is that the Yushami shouldn't read as we had it. How did we have the Yushami? If you recall, the Yushami, the way that we have this, is Aidei Shehein B'nai Adam Gedolim, that through the fact that they are great people, the Torah is uplifted. It doesn't say that they are B'nai Adam, who are Gedolim the Torah in our version, it just says that they are B'nai Adam Gedolim, therefore the Torah is Mesalaman. But the Mordechai's version is, 
that they are B'nai Adam who are Shehem Gedolim B'Torah. They are Gedolim B'Torah. So it's specifically people who are great in Torah, Gedolim Adar, Tamina Chacham, and those are the people that have Shabbat Shem Gedolim for. So the Moran Padawa says, that's the correct version of the Shang. And in fact, that actually is very helpful. Why? Because the Yushami is saying that if a person is a God of the Torah, then you're allowed to, then you're allowed to shlap it to the That's why they weren't allowed to shlap it to the Reish Galusa. Even though, that's why we think that you shouldn't be allowed to, even though it turns out that it was okay because he was, from, he was a descendant from, from David. But the fact of the matter is, it's just by being a political leader, that's not enough to warrant shlapping and Sefer Torah over to you. Aye, what about the Agos Hashri? The Agos Hashri seemed to say that if a person is an Adam Chashav, Be'iro, that's sufficient in order to be able to shlap over the Sefer Torah in. So the Maran Padawa suggests that Dagos Hashri is discussing specifically a person who is an Adam Chashav Be'iro, that he was a God of Torah. But otherwise, it wouldn't have been acceptable. So the first major important point from the, uh, from the Maran Padawa is that with the Yushalmi is specifically in Adam Chashav, who is an Adam God of Torah. He has to be Chashav Torah in order for us to shlap around and say for The second major point that the Maran Padawa says is to this Rav is that, by the way, you don't have to be so nervous. The truth of the matter is, is that you told me that you had them put the Sefer Torah in an Aaron by this fellow who they were making a minion for. Once you're doing that, there's no problem. The issue that we have with slapping around the Sefer Torah is that we don't slap it around. It has a Makam Yuchad. It has a designated place in the Aaron Kodesh, in the, in the Beit Saknesis. So that's how it works. You don't go slipping it around. But if you're telling me that you established a new place, that, that there's a Makam Kavua for this for this Aaron, and his Lashon over here is, is Amnam, that you designated a Teva of Aaron, you had a Bima, you had an Aaron, for a day or two, to put the Sefer into it, to take it out when you need to, and to put it down on the, on the Bima, and then you put it back when you're done, that's not a problem. There's no issue over there. That's not... <coughs> that's not uh, a disgrace to the Sefer Torah because you have a designated place for it. The issue that we have with shopping around Sefer Torah is if you don't have a designated place for it. So again, from the Maran Padua, two major important points that emerge. The first is that when the Shami says you let us slap around in Sefer Torah for an Adam Gadol, it's specifically for a person who is a Gadol B'Torah. The second is that even if it's not a Gadol B'Torah, it seems to be that it's okay as long as there's a makam miyuchah, that there's a designated place to keep that Sefer Torah, then that's fine. That's what emerges from the Maharam Padawa. Now, how do we paskin? So if you take a look at the Shulchan Arach, the Shulchan Arach, interestingly, the Mechaber, of Yosef Karo, does not paskin like the Maharam Padawa. If you take a look in the Shulchan Arach, in Simon Kuf Lamed Hay, he paskins explicitly like the Mordechai. The Machaber in uh, Simon Kuf Lamed Hay, Sif Yadal, it says, Bnei Adam Achavushin Beveis Asurin. If you have people who are imprisoned, Ein Mevin at Salam Sefer Torah, you do not bring a Sefer Torah. Afilu Baroshan of Yom Kippur, even Baroshan Shan of Yom Kippur, doesn't make any exceptions. He just says the rule. In other words, he just copied and pasted straight out of the Mordechai that we saw together. In uh, Rosh Hashanah. Now, but if you look at the Ramah, the Ramah Paskins like the Maran Padawa. The Ramah says, but by the way, if you make sure to bring an Aron and you keep it there for a couple of days, or 
if it's an Aram Chashuv, then there's no problem. Then there's no problem bringing a Sefer Torah. Regarding that Ramah, we know that the Grub Paskins right on the spot. He says, yeah, obviously the Aram Chashuv that we're talking about has to be a Galop Torah, and that's how the Mishra Baruch Paskins also. Mishra Baruch over there in Sivkat Nun says that it has to be specifically a Galop Torah. So, what we have here then is that the Mechaber seems to pass like the literal words of the Mordechai. And for anybody who's being held in prison, it's not okay to bring a Sefer Torah to them. It sounds like in all circumstances. But then the Ramah qualifies and the Ramah quotes from the Marampa, basically passing like the Marampadawa. Well, actually, if you make sure that it's, uh, that the that you have an Aron, you have things set up beforehand, you have the Sefer Torah set up beforehand a couple of days, or if it's an Anu Chashev, then there's no problem. So what emerges then, just to summarize what we have then, is that when it comes to moving around in Sefer Torah, definitely there are problems with moving around in Sefer Torah. From the Yushami, it seems to be that if you're moving it around for, for Adam Gadol, then there's no problem. The question is going to be, who is an Adam Gadol? From the Mordechai's Lashon, it sounds like but any, it has to be specifically person who is a Gadol B'Torah but we have that Gadol Shri. sounds like an Adam Chashev if, an, if it's an Adam Chashev B'Iro that's also okay the Maran Padawa explained that it's specifically an Adam Gadol who is a, a Gadol B'Torah that's the kind of person you're allowed to slip around and say for Torah for not a regular run-of-the-mill guy um, when you take a look in the Shulchan Aruch the Mechaber seems to bask in like the, like the literal Lashon of the Mordechai that if a person is held imprisoned, then you're not allowed to bring a Sefer Torah to him. But the Ramah passes like the Maran Padawa. Now, then the way that it's emerging then is what exactly is a Gadol? What are we considering when the Yishami says Gadolim? What does that mean? So if you were to ask the Maran Padawa or the Gra, they would say it's a Gadol the Torah. And interestingly, if you were to ask the Tashbits, he would tell you something different. What do I mean? Tajbits, who's who's the Tajbits? When I say the Tajbits, I'm talking about the Tajbits Katan. Tajbits Katan is Rav Shimshin Bar Tzadok. What's unique about Rav Shimshin Bar Tzadok, and why is it called Tajbits? It's called Tajbits because it's the Talmud, or it's the Chuvos of Rav Shimshin Bar Tzadok. Who was he? He was a Talmud of the Maran Rodenberg. What was unique about him? What was unique about him is that he went to visit, or maybe he was with him in the in the um, in the tower where the Maram Rudenberg was being held in prison and he would ask him Shilas and he would copy down whatever the Maram Rudenberg said in order so that they kept the book of all the Maram Rudenberg's Psakim and all of his Anhagas. So the Tajbis actually thinks he quotes from the Maram Rudenberg that the Maram Rudenberg held that a, an Adam Gadol includes an Usher. So much so that it would be okay to give an usher, a person who's just a wealthy, a wealthy uh, person, an aliyah over a tamachacham. That's what he says. Because of this tashbits, because of this tashbits kata, so there's a, there's a tshuva in Ramosha Weinstein. Ramosha, in Igris Moshe Archaim Chilik Aleph, Lama Dalit over there, Ramosha had a shaila about a chassan, that the chassan's family wanted to be able to make minyanim all by themselves. But the problem was that they would be have they, they would have to be schlepping the sefer Torah from the shul out. So the shadow was if they were allowed to do that. Now obviously they they were dealing with maybe there were there was a shabbos shabbos or something and they had tons of aliyahs that they wanted to give out to the various family members. 
But they weren't a very wealthy family, and it wasn't like if they went, they participated in the shul that they'd be giving very much money to the uh, to the shul. The question was if you were allowed to schlep it out. And what Ramosha basically makes the case is that it's if there's if there's tzibura, and it's part of the excitement and the joy and the d- drive to get an aliyah because you want the aliyah, then I have precedent for this. What precedent is there? Simchas Torah. On Simchas Torah, we know that people leave and they take the Sefer Torah out of the shul to make other minyanim. And they do this when, when it's, uh, I shouldn't say to make other minyanim, but in order to be able to get through all the aliyahs. And this is because we want everybody to have an aliyah. Everybody wants an aliyah. So what do you see? Says the says Ramosha. You see from Simchas Torah that when there's Tzibur, because if everyone would be in the same shul, it would be a massive Tzibur. It would be a massive to be laboring for the uh, for the Tzibur. So, and it's when you're going to the Torah. It's not that you're in the Torah because you're using it for your own personal needs. It's because you want to get an aliyah. So that's a great chashivas. So that's fine, says Ramosha. So similarly for the chasan, it would also be fine as if there's a terchet tzibur over here, and it's part of the, because we want I want to be able to get aliyahs. So then there's there's room to be mekel. Says Ramosha, what about from the fact that it's chasan domel melech? Maybe every chasan is considered to be like a melech. Nah, that's not enough. You can't say that that would be enough to say that he's considered to be an adam chashev. You can't say that it's enough to say that he's an adam chashev like a melech. That doesn't work. You'd have to be a melech. Actual an actual melech in order for us to say you could slip around for melech. It says, but if you learn like the Tashbut's katan, it could be that there's a sniff lahakal. Because the Tashbut's katan clearly understands that in that Gemara, in your in the Yushami, it didn't mean Adam Khashiv, an actual Adam Khashiv. It clearly meant even a prominent person, a person who was an usher. And if that's the case, maybe there's a sniff lahakal also. That's where Moshe seems to take he seems to take the Tashbut's the Tashbut's katan a little bit seriously. Either way, this is all in terms of who's considered to be the gadol that we talk about in um, in the Gemara Yishami. But what about moving a Sefer Torah for a chola? So what you have to know is that there's two understandings of the Orzerua that we find in the Darki Moshe. The Darki Moshe quotes the Orzerua. Now, what Orzerua? The Orzerua that we found in the Agos Hashri. The Agos Hashri that we quoted before from Brachos was actually the Agos Hashri citing the Orzerua. And what he says over there, based on that understanding from the Orzerua, what did it sound like? Did it sound like the elderly, did, did it sound like the Adam Chashiv? It was either the Adam Chashiv or the Chola, or the Chola, or could just, or is the Chola who is an Adam Chashiv? Meaning, if you read the Lashon of the Gosashri, what does it say? The Chola Sheyachal Lechayv, and if you have a Chola who is able to concentrate, he's able to focus, Yavo Asarav Yispalimo, 10 people should come and they should dive in with him. Ve'im Hu Adam Chashiv, but if he is a person of stature, be'iro, in the city, mevim lo Torah be'beit. So then you bring the Torah in his house, and they lane with him. What do you see? You see, it says, ve'im hu adam chashev be'iro, mevim lo Torah be'beit. So it sounds like it's a continuation. It sounds like you need both. It's not enough for a person to be ill in order for us to say that you can shlap and say for Torah at his house. It's that if he's an adam chashev who's ill, then you have a right to bring it to this guy's house. Then there's no problem bringing the Sefer Torah's house. That's one understanding of the Arzurua. But the Darki Moshe says, if you take a look at the Arzurua himself, it actually looks like from the Arzurua's Lashon itself that he investigated, it sounds like it's either or. It's either a Chola or it's an Anu Chashim. You don't actually need both. But the truth of the matter is, is that the Ramah 
in Shulchan Aruch, that's what he writes in the Darki Moshe. The Ramah, when he gets around to writing the Ramah, the Hagos, on Shulchan Aruch, he paskins like the uh, Hagos Ashri's version of the of the Arzeruah. He paskins that it has to be not a chashav it can't be a chole who's alone. It's just a chole by itself is not sufficient to warrant schlepping around the Sefer Torah to, the, uh, to this fellow. Now, that's for the whole. What you should note is the Bir Halacha. The Bir Halacha is not so thrilled with the Mechaber. The Mechaber, remember, the, the, the Shulchan Aruch says that if you have a person who is held in prison, you're not allowed to bring a Sefer Torah to that fellow. So, why did he why did he do that? Because he was Paschal like the Mordechai. The Mordechai was of the opinion who if you take the little lashon of the Mordechai, just says general people in general who are in prison, you're not allowed to have a Torah to them. Therma qualifies and he says, but by the way, we have the the Maran Padua. The Bir Allah says, I don't understand what the problem is over here. If this is coming if this is all based on the Yushami, that the Yushami says you're not allowed to have around the Torah to random people that's because you're in the Azara. In the Azara, where the Sefer Torah is available, there's a Sefer Torah right there, and everyone's able to go over to it, then then fine. Then, of course, you're not allowed to schlep around the Sefer Torah. You've been just going over to the Sefer Torah. But if a person is held in prison, how? what's the issue over here? It, in fact, it's even a good covet. It's, it's a beautiful thing that they want to, to get to chop around the mitzvah a little bit. So what's the problem? And so therefore... The Be'er Lacha says, I'll tell you what's really going on in that Mordechai. The Mordechai is talking about, if you have an individual who is held in prison, should we gather a minion for that person in order to lane for him? And there the Mordechai is saying, no, don't do that. But if there's a minion of people already in prison, then of course, if there's a minion of people, minion of, of Jews in hell, being held in captivity, held in prison, whatever it is, then... Then bring a Sefer Torah. Why? Says the Be'er Lach, because when you have an individual in a room all by himself, and there's, there isn't a minute of people, there's no Chiyav Kriyas Torah. The Chiyav, the responsibility to do Kriyas Torah, the obligation to Kriyas Torah, is on the Tzibur. So if you have a Tzibur together, if you have a group of 10 people together, then yeah, then there's a Chiyav of to, read, to, 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 to bring a Sefer Torah and to learn from it. And in fact, that's what he says, that should be the case. In other words, then, according to the Bira Lacha, while it is true that the Machaber Paskins, that for people who are locked up, you don't bring a Sefer Torah to them, says the Bira Lacha, that's only if there's no minion. If there's a minion of people there, then of course you should bring the Sefer Torah. And in fact, the El Yoraba sounds this way. If you take a look at the El Yoraba, the El Yoraba is trying to figure out what do you do? There's, a, there's communities that if there was a house that was attached to the basic Nessus, and there was a mace, there was a corpse kept in that house. So the Quranim couldn't go into the shul. So what would they do? So they'd bring the Sefer Torah out and bring and bring it to someone's house in order to make a minion for the Quranim. How could you do that? How could you schlep around the Sefer Torah? So one of the suggestions that the Ali Rabbi gives is that that's okay because it's a Tzibor. And the Tzibor is stuck. What are, the, what are, what, what are all those Quranim supposed to do? When the Tzibor is stuck, then there's, then there's permissibility. Then that's not considered to be a Bizayon to the Sefer Torah. So what do we have then? What we have is that when it comes to moving a Sefer Torah for a Chola, it's true there were two versions of how to understand the Arzeruah, 
that we brought down in the Dark Yemosha, but at the end of the day, the Ramah Paskins, like the Agos Hashri's understanding of the Arzerua, that it can't just be, you can't schlep a Sefer Torah to a person who is ill. It has to be a person who is ill, who is an Adam Chashev. He has to be a prominent person, a person of stature. But, while the Mechaber is very Machber, and says, if you have people who are held in prison, then you don't bring a Sefer Torah to them, the Bira Lacha says, no, that's not true. Even, it's true you're copying and pasting the Mordechai, but that's only going to be the case if there isn't a minion of people there. If there is a minion of people who are stuck, then of course you bring a Sefer Torah because there is a Chiv of Kriya Torah and those people. Comes the Magan Avram, and the Magan Avram explains this, the Magan Avram Kuflam and Hey, um, and in the Os Chav uh, Gimel, he says, what about for Parsha Zachar? Says the Magan Avram, for Parsha Zachar, there is leniency for a chola, that you can schlep a Sefer Torah for a chola. Now, and if you look at the Mishnah Berurah, Sifkat in 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 uh, in Kuflam and Hey Sifkat Menvav, he paskins like that Magen Avram that you can in fact be makel for a chola when we're dealing with Parsha Zachar because Parsha Zachar is a din de Araisa. Now wait a second, do you need a minion though in order to lane? So Rav Chaim Kanievsky. Um, understood. If you take a look in the Ishi Yisrael, at the very back, there's a Chuvas. So in Chuvas, Shin Sanigimel, he seems to understand in the Mishnah that the, that it seems likely that the Mishnah meant that this is specifically if there is a minion for the Chola. Then you schlep it to the Chola's house in order to in order to um, in order to to learn for the from the uh, Sefer Torah. But you're not going to bring it to the Sefer Torah's house just so that he's going to sit there reading it, or that you're going to sit there reading it without a minion of people there. So then what that means is, is that when it comes to an Adam Gadol and an, a person who is a person of stature, we had the perspective of the Maran Padua that it has to be a person who is a Gadol Bator, which was how the Grab Paskin. But then we also have the opinion of the Taj Katan that it's an, even an Asher, which Ramosha seemed to take seriously. And Birlach also, by the way, he references that Taj Katan. He's not so thrilled with it, but he, he does reference it. That's in terms of the gadol, and if you have a gadol, so we have the Ramah Paskening, that for an, a gadol b'torah, or maybe even an asher, it is permitted to uh, schlep at Sefer Torah for that person. What about for a person who's a chola? So then, if you Paskening like the Orzerua, it has to be a chola who is also an Adam Chashev. If you Paskening like the Bi'ar Lacha, the Bi'ar Lacha would tell you that for a person, if there's a million of people, then you schlep things uh, to them. Just like it, for people who are imprisoned, you schlep things to them if you have a minion of them, because then there's a chiv Torah. But if you don't have a, a minion of people in, held in captivity, or whatever it is, then you don't bring the Sefer Torah to them. That's what the Mordechai was talking about. But when it comes to Parsha Zachar, the rules are different. For Parsha Zachar, you can be mikkel for a chola, that you can schlep a Sefer Torah to him um, in order to um, lane from it, as long as there is a minion present. Now one last uh, one one last thing before we wrap this all up is that is there any difference between a community sefer Torah and a private sefer Torah? Is there any difference between a sefer Torah that's owned by the tzibur that's held in the shul versus a personal uh, personal uh, sefer Torah? So if you look in the Tzitzeliezer, the Tzitzeliezer deals with this issue. Um, again, uh, and it's, it's, it's in the same couple of chuvas. This one is in Yudches Vav, where the Tzitz Eliezer says that based on the Gemara Numa, remember that Gemara Numa Daf Ayin, the Gemara discussed how all those Jews, when the when, when the Kohen Gadol was done with Kriya Torah, they would bring Sefer Torah, in order, they would, they'd bring their own Sefer Torah. 
How could they bring their own Sefer Torah? How are they slapping it around? Says it's it's Eliezer, it's because those Sefer Torah were written with the intent to move around because they were personal Sefer Torah. When you have personal Sefer Torah that were written with the intent to be slapped around, then there's het, then there's a then there's leniency. And in fact, he points at the Hartzvi, he points at Ravtzi Pesach Frank, who also he makes a similar distinction. He says that there's a difference between the Sefer Torah of a Tzibor and the Sefer Torah of a Yachid, of an individual. When you have a Sefer Torah of a Tzibor, then that has a special dignified place in the Arna Kodesh, in the Basic Nessus, it's, uh, it's Kavua there, so you can't schlep it around, that wasn't meant to be schlepped around. For a yachid, but for a personal person's uh, a, a person's own personal sefer Torah that was written for them, then you're allowed to shlep the around. Although Rabbi Pesach Frank says you're not allowed to shlep around too much. You're only allowed to shlep it around at best from one shul to the other. Not, but nothing more than that. But then we have the balchik relev. The balchik relev. That's Rabbi Frol Yosef Chazan. Rabbi Frol um, Yosef Chazan. He paskined actually that not only are you allowed to move around the Sefer Torah that belongs to an individual, you're allowed to move around wherever you want. It's only the Sefer Torah Shel Tzibor, it's only the Sefer Torah of the community that has a special place, that special Malcolm Kavua, that's the Sefer Torah that you're not allowed to move around. They're not allowed to shlep around unnecessarily, but if it's a Sefer Torah or Yachid, then there's no problem schlepping that around. So now, uh, let's put this all together. To summarize, before we wrap it all up, for starters, we talked about how there's an Israel Shlopar on Sefer Torah. We talked about the Gemara in Sota Lamates, where the where uh, the Tzitzel derives from that Gemara, that there is an Israel Shlopar things around. We also know the Zohar and Vayichi also is very harsh against moving uh, Sefer Torah. The Gemara in Shami sounds like the default is that you're not allowed to Shlopar on Sefer Torah. On the other hand, we know that there are Hatarim to Shlopar on the Sefer Torah. The Gemara in Sanhedrin Chavala for a Melech, the Gemara in Yumadaf Ayn for all Klaitra when the uh, when the Kohen Gadol was finished laning, the uh, the uh, the Yushami at the end of the Gemara in Yuma. So what's going on? So what we basically explained is is the Yisod of the Yushami that for those people who are Gedolim, then it's permitted to shlep the Sefer Torah for them. What are Gedolim? That's where we have the Maran Padua that a Gadol is a person who is a Chashav, a person who is a Gadol B'Torah. However, there is the Tashvis Katan, who uh, seem to understand that it's not just a Gadol B'Torah, it's even an Usher is potentially considered to be a, um, a Gadol, a, a as far as our, as far as schlepping around the Sefer Torah is concerned. That was the first major point of the Maran Padawa, that the Gadol is Chashav, a person who's a Gadol B'Torah. The second point is that if you're schlepping the Sefer Torah, it's not schlepping around the Sefer Torah, you're keeping it in us one spot, you're designating a place for it, you're keeping it for a couple of days over there, then there's no problem. In terms of Psakalacha, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like the Mordechai, and the Ramah adds in Maran Padama. That's that was in terms of um, that was in terms of defining the Gadol. What about when it comes to a person who's ill? So is it permitted to shlep a Sefer Torah for that person? So for starters, number one, we talked about the Hagos Shri's understanding of the Orzerua, which is how the Ramah Paskins, that the Chola has to be a person who is a Chashav person in order for us to shlep a Sefer Torah to that Chola. The second point was the Ber Alachas point, which is that why would we be so mathmer for someone who's desperately trying to get hold of a Sefer Torah? The answer is, is that if the person 
is stuck and he's a yachid, there's no chiyuv kriyas uh, Torah. But if there's a minion of people, then it's permitted to shlaf the sefer Torah over them. We said that the Eli Rabbah supported that. And finally, we had the Magan of Ram. The Magan of Ram was lenient when it comes to Chola, when it comes to Zachar, because Zachar is a dindaraisa. The Mishra were actually Paskins that way, um, that you could be Mekel, although that has to be specifically if you have a minion. And the last thing we talked about was the Heter for moving around the sefer Torah. The commun- is, is there a difference between the community of Torah and the private of Torah? And we basically said that Sicily, as we talks about this, the RT talks about this, the Bachelet talks about it, and what we basically say is that there is a difference between them. You're definitely allowed to move around the uh, personal Sefer Torah more freely if it was written with the intent to be moved around. Um, that's how the Sicily answer understands. Question of whether you're allowed to move around from one shul to another, or if you're allowed to move it around um, totally freely, like the chikr relief. Now, I should add, we didn't talk about this before, but I should add, when we, when, when the Maran Padawa said this, he said that you have to set up shop for the Sefer Torah, and you have to give it a designated place for a day or two in order for you to schlep at the Sefer Torah wherever you want. So that's a very good hetter. The hetter that he's giving us is that. It doesn't really make a difference to whom you're bringing it, as long as there is a place, a designated place, that you keep over there for a couple of days. That's not a problem. Now, is it actually a couple of days? So that is a little bit of a debate in the Akronim. The El Yoraba understands it's not about days. It's about having a Malcolm Kavua for the Sefer Torah, and as long as you have a Malcolm Kavua for the Sefer Torah, then there's no problem. So. What that means is then, is that before davening, you have to make sure, he says, even the day of, you bring the Aron, you bring a Bima, you make sure that the, that the Sefer Torah is a special place to go back to when it's done in this room, then that's perfectly fine, even if it's, even if it's on the day of. Now, for the Tzitz Eliezer, remember, he was concerned about the Koto Plaza. If you have all those Minyanim over there, and you have these people who have one Minyan is schlepping over a Sefer Torah from some other place um, in, the, in the corner. So what he recommended is he said, look, really, that's not ideal. First, really, the way it should be is you should bring over the whole Aron before you start davening. If that's not possible, then try to bring over the Sefer Torah before davening. And then you start davening with the Sefer Torah already there. If that's not possible, then the entire minion who's planning on davening should go together and they should pick up and they should pick up the Sefer Torah together, accompanying the Sefer Torah um, as it's going from wherever you're getting it from by the by the plaza. Okay, so that's in terms of the Pesachim. So to put this all together, in terms of what are the possibilities, what are the possible ways to fulfill Zachar for a person who's in quarantine? So first of all, in terms of schlepping around in Sefer Torah, according to uh, the Mishabur, the Chorov Chaim Kanievsky, you don't go around schlepping in Sefer Torah just for a chola to lane if there is no minion. It's not possible. And so similarly, if a person is considered to be in quarantine, that the medical experts are telling him that he's not allowed to leave, he, I don't think he's that much different than a person who's chavish or a person who is a chola. Um, you shouldn't go, you can't go schlepping around the Sefer Torah from chola to chola. Um, from from person to person, that's that's not acceptable. Um, if there is no minion to lay now, could be if there is a minion um, in the house, then because it's zachar, then there is a heter to schlep it around, like we would we would be passing with the mother So that is one way to do this. Another way 
is that if you can use the Maram Padawas is, and together with um, together with Al Yiraba, namely that you make sure that there's a Makam Kavua. You bring the Sefer Torah, but you make sure maybe you bring it before davening, and uh, you make sure that there's an Aron to keep it in some sort of a box. Although it doesn't really have to be an Aron. There is a Prima Karam about that, that it doesn't have to be a super fancy kind of an Aron. Could even be he's discussing a Chavah, some sort of a barrel. Either way, if you make a makom that's kavua for the Sefer Torah by bringing it before davening or uh, keeping it over there for a few days, that's also fine. There's no problem in that case. Or alternatively, if a person owns a private Sefer Torah, then there's a lot more freedom to move that around. You can shlep that around from place to place. Um, you know, it, it could be that it depends on on what the intentions were for when, when it was written. But what about if there is no Sefer Torah available? Then what do you do? So then that goes back to what we talked about before. In theory, you could, in theory, be Yotze by reading from a Chumash. Um, certainly, if you all like the, uh, that, that there is no Chiv on the Tzibor, but if there is a Chiv on the individual, so um, I should I reference what we talked about from the Chubas Van August, like for the women, in theory, it is possible to be Yotze by reading from a Chumash. If a person is an Adam Chashiv, now, depending, it could be that if that Adam Chashev is a person who's an Am Gadol Torah, or maybe even if he's an Usher, then there is a possibility that you're allowed to shlep at Sefer Torah. I should, I should have mentioned that before. Um, Bidi Yevid, and this is important to note, we talked about this in the first part of the year, that for the Magan Abram, remember, we said that there were two unique ways to fulfill the mitzvah of Zachar um, that you wouldn't typically consider. One, was the Magan Avram, that he said, in theory, you could be Yotze with Vayavo Amalek, and two, with meaning the laning that you do on prayer morning, and the second way was also, um, like the Marcheshes. If you learn like the Marcheshes, um, Revegas, that Bidi Yavid, you can be Yotze by just hearing the Megillah itself. Okay.